Hey there, welcome to LSAT Demon Daily. I'm Nathan Fox. That's Ben Olson. Together we're the founders of LSATdemon.com and our weekly podcast, Thinking LSAT. Ben, I wanted to know if you wanted to do an experiment here with me. Um, This is a long email. It starts by saying, I'll preface this by saying this email might be a little bit long, but I think it's necessary. And when you say that to a couple of LSAT teachers, um, we use the English language literally. And I don't know. I thought that maybe we would see if we could help you um, find ways to cut your email. Well, it's going to be easy because, I mean, already we can cut the first paragraph. Uh, you you want to keep reading? <laughs> well, I'm going to share my screen. OK, cool. I, I don't know if that's going to make it into the recording or not, but if it is, then maybe they people can just watch us um, live edit this. OK, sure. All right. I'll, I'll start from the top and Ben will edit. Hi, Ben and Nathan. I'll preface this by saying this email might be a bit long, but I think it's necessary. Okay. My situation in LSAT prep isn't typical, and I want to know if you guys think I'm on the right track for my unique goals. I would cut both of those sentences. One um, you should make your email shorter, period. It's more likely to be read. This is just a life suggestion, right? And um, the second thing I would say is that if your situation actually, I don't believe that your situation isn't typical and that you're on the, you know, going on some track for your unique goals. Um, most people think that, and it turns out that they're not as atypical as they think, um, but it doesn't matter. Like, let's just jump into it. Let's jump into your atypical situation and we will judge for ourselves. This is the typical show, not tell, right? You're telling right now. Let's just show me. Show me why it's atypical and we don't need this introduction. Yeah, I'll be the judge of whether you have unique goals. I mean, of course you do in a totally trivial sense that everyone has unique goals because we are all individuals. But... uh, when you tell me that you have unique goals, I'm just rolling my eyes like, well, OK, let's see what you have to say, because I have a feeling you're going to say the same shit that lots of other people say. Anyway, yep. are you cutting those both those first yep. two sentences? These are gone. Yep. Do it. Done. <laughs> All right. My name's Anthony and Cut. I just started my junior year of college. Cut. My name is Anthony. I saw that from your who the email was from. <laughs> I saw it from your closing. We're good. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay. So, so far there's been nothing in here that can't be cut. Yeah. I just started my junior year of college. I'm pursuing a double major in political science and history, and I'm also doing an accelerated master's program. So when I graduate in 2024, I will also have a master's degree in history. Okay. Like, I don't know why oh. you're giving me that background information. Wait a second. Go change it to suggesting mode. There yeah, we go. Yeah, that's what okay, there we go. All right. Yeah. This is an experiment. Experiment <laughs> in podcasting. Okay. My undergrad GPA is currently a 3.95 and my graduate GPA, parentheses, which I don't think counts, end parentheses, is a 4.0. I have extremely ambitious legal career goals and hope one day to be a federal appellate judge. And this has been my goal ever since I started reading opinions and listening to oral arguments back in high school. I don't care about any of this. I mean, maybe I want to know that you want to be a federal judge, but that is not a unique goal. Well, I would keep the yeah, so I would keep the GPA. 
I don't care about the masters in history. You understand it doesn't count. So I don't think that there's any reason to mention that even. Yeah. As far as I have extremely ambitious legal career goals, I mean, all that has to go, right? Absolutely. I mean, being a federal appellate judge, that is an extremely ambitious legal goal. Yes. So just say that. That's the fact. That's showing. The first part was telling. That's showing. Yeah. Showing always beats telling. I don't care about the majors. I care about the fact that he's a junior in college because timeline is helpful sometimes, but um, I doubt me. It may not end up being important. So right now I'm cutting all this stuff except for GPA. Okay. Yeah. My undergrad GPA is currently 3.95 <laughs> and my graduate, which I don't think counts is gone. doesn't matter. Yeah. And all this is gone. This has been my goal ever since I started reading opinions and yeah. listening to oral arguments back in high school. Come so on. what? Okay. All right. My target law schools are Harvard and Chicago. I think we can leave that. That's relevant. Yeah. Although also. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. Go ahead. I know that he's going to go to all the top schools, right? Sorry. That's well, if you're going to be a a federal appellate judge, but I guess specifically mentioning Harvard and Chicago, you know, those are two of the top three schools or wait, one of the top three, Harvard's not in the top three anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Number four, Uh, Chicago is the top three. Anyway, stupid. I know that pretty much regardless of how well I score, I will have to pay significant amount of money to go to these schools, but I feel that it's worth it considering my goals. Ultimately, that's neither here nor there right now, seeing as I don't have my target score. So I'm getting ahead of myself. This is from somebody who prefaced their email by saying this email might be a bit long, but I think it's necessary. Then two paragraphs later, you're saying you're literally using the words that's neither here nor there. (laughs) (laughs) So and admitting that you're getting ahead of yourself. So what what is this for? It's just, you know, I mean, what you really could have said is. I didn't take the time to edit this email. Sorry that it's long. Yep. Anyway, I started studying for the LSAT in May 2022. I initially planned on taking the June LSAT, good grief, but held off until August, and I just took it in September as well. My target score was something in the low 170s, but I'd adjusted that to the high 170s. Cut that. Don't care. Tell me your damn August score. <laughs> like why? What? You just took the September LSAT. That means you have an August score. Why don't you tell me what your August score was? I don't give a shit what your goal was. I don't care about the plans, too. No. Not relevant. Not unique. Not relevant. Not necessary. Yep. And we're not we're not trying to beat you up, Anthony. Just just <laughs> taking you at your word. You know, you said you thought all this shit was necessary. It is not. I had the luxury of being able to take the summer off to focus exclusively on the LSAT, and I didn't let that opportunity go to waste. Still haven't heard the actual score. I spent a month doing Khan Academy prep and raised my score from my diagnostic of 153 to 169, parentheses, raising my score there was due less to the quality of the prep and more to the volume of the questions I studied. Since then, I found the demon and haven't looked back. I love the podcast and I love the site. Over those couple months, I scored a 180, a few 177s, and a few times in the mid-170s range, so I felt set to take the test officially. Still don't know the August score. Yep. How much of that is going to be relevant? I I guess we don't know yet. We have to see what questions Anthony's asking. 
Well, I, I don't know that the journey is relevant. It's like, probably I, I would, not. <laughs> I would. I, I, this is relevant. Oh, you scored a 180. You f- scored a few 177. It's like, I like to know practice test scores because that's, yeah, that's good, solid information about how you might do yeah. on the actual test. August went extremely poorly, which is a conclusion. I mean, say the damn score. Yeah. I had some technical difficulties and freaked out, parentheses, not to mention strong test anxiety for my first time taking it, end parentheses. So I knew afterwards that I just wasn't even close to my target score. Stop having target scores. (laughs) What are you doing? You need to play your game. Your game was really good. Having a target score in the high 170s was not helping your game. I mean, it prevents you from actually getting it done in the moment. If you have test anxiety and you have a target score, I can't tell you directly how to get rid of your test anxiety, but getting rid of your target score might help. Absolutely. I don't care what your target score was. I just care that you had a target score. I think that's a bad idea. All right. Uh, Maybe I should have canceled it, comma. I'm not sure. I got a 167. Do you want to address the cancellation issue? Yeah, it doesn't matter. You don't need to worry about it. Right. Doesn't matter. Cancellation and a bad score are the same thing. That's not the score that they're going to use to decide whether they're going to admit you. Luckily, I had signed up for the September test because I felt it would be wise to take them back to back before my classes really picked up. Took that one. Felt okay, but not great. Got the 171 back a few days ago. I started this process early, quote, or uh, parentheses, earlier than most, because applying next fall is important to me. The school is most important. Uh, sorry, the school is more important, most important. And I'm prepared to take a gap year if necessary. But next fall is a target for me. And the way I've staggered my studying should make that possible. Targets, all these targets. Yeah, what? I know. I mean, maybe it's actually necessary that that Anthony put all this into the email. But what we're going to tell you, Anthony, is get rid of all this shit. Your LSAT game is strong. You've been you've been scoring in the high 170s like all the time. Yeah, I'm going to get rid of the Khan Academy stuff. It's nice to know that Anthony's using the demon. I'm glad he likes the podcast and the site, but we don't need to know that. Not if you're worried about the length, if you're apologizing about the length of your email, some stuff has to go. Lots of, well, like what we're going to see at the end with these kept sentences is an email that actually conveys your question faster and more effectively than more words. Yeah. Okay. I got a one. Yeah. You're going to delete that. Yeah. Delete that. I got a 167. I don't care about your luckiness. Yeah, I don't really care how you felt. I mean, I, I care about the score. Yeah. Got 177. Okay. In September. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care when you started this process. I don't feel like the, the timeline here is important. I guess. Well, it shouldn't be important, but now Anthony's asking the questions about the timelines, right? Okay. So, so we'll leave that. Yeah, maybe we have to leave it because here. So Anthony says, so here's my plan. This is the fifth paragraph. Anthony says, so here's my plan. I want to take it again in January. It'll be my last attempt for this cycle, but the timing would be better than September. And I shouldn't have tech difficulties or anxiety that I had before August. 
Also, I would be able to spend winter break really studying, which I haven't been able to do while being on campus because right now keeping my grades up is the main focus. So with some time to decompress and some time to focus on full-time studying, January could be a great target. There's that word again. Target, yeah. If I fail to achieve my goal score there, I could buckle down next summer and focus on maybe the June and or August administrations. Then I would have had five chances and still applied on time, parentheses, consistent with my secondary goal of applying in the fall of 2023, which really should be your primary goal at this point in the cycle, Anthony. I mean, if you're going to follow our advice, the thinking LSAT advice, the LSAT demon advice you you need to be applying at the beginning of the cycle. So are you really thinking you're going to take the January LSAT and then apply this cycle? That's a terrible plan. If you if you want to give yourself your best chance of admissions and your best chance of scholarships, by all means, take it in January if that's a good time for you, but don't apply until the fall of 2023. I do want to talk about January. I mean, uh, Anthony admits that he's in school. He said at the beginning, right, he's a junior. <laughs> Yep. He's got so much time. Like if, if any of this is, is stressful and it does sound like there might be some of that going on here because he says, so with some time to decompress, right? Just follow our order of operations. Glad work on your grades first, then work on your LSAT, then apply, then decide whether you're going to go to law school. It's (laughs) enjoy your life. Go live your life and do that by doing really well on grades. Then go do really well on the LSAT. Then apply <laughs> and then decide whether you still want to pursue this path. This all just sounds like stressful and anxiety. and Yeah, you're having a hard time on your official tests because you're, you're doing it in the most stressful possible way. Like I guarantee that when you took it, for the first, you know, you started your studying in May of 2022, and then you already took it in August. Maybe you weren't quite ready for that attempt. Maybe that's why you had some issues. I understand you also had some technical difficulties and whatever, but the point, you know, you're underperforming your practice tests. So that's the thing that you really have to solve. Why am I underperforming my practice tests? And because you are forcing, you're trying to force in applications in a cycle that you have no business being in. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you would have killed it in August, then fine. Or if you would have killed it in September, then fine. But you didn't. You know, you're capable of way better. You got to just decide that the ship has sailed on this cycle and you should be looking at taking it three more times before fall of 2023 and applying in fall of 2023. Take a gap year. You're stressing yourself out. You're wasting attempts because you're underperforming on those attempts. Because you're so stressed out about this process. And you're, you're, you're a junior in college, but you're already working on an accelerated master's program so that you'll have a master's degree in 2024. Why? Do you need that master's degree in history to become a federal judge? I don't, you're just adding more stuff to your plate. You're like, Hey, I'm going to go run in this race. Can you guys give me that backpack? I'm going to put that on and I'm going to run. Why? I don't understand. If you're super interested in it, that's great. I hope you're excelling. I mean, you better be getting straight A's in that program. He does have a 4.0 in his master's okay, yeah. program. Um, what's the point of it? 
I don't know if you're going to law school. I mean, he's mm. still in college. That's why it's like, you're just adding to your plate of. Yeah. Stuff. Potentially hurting your undergraduate grades. Oh, you have a 3.95. That's great. But that's what matters. That masters. <laughs> so, all right. Anthony continues, I mean, naturally, that depends on how far off I am. If I take the June test and still fall well short of my goals, then a gap year would likely be in order. Oh, because he's only a junior. Yeah. So if he okay, so fall of 2023, maybe I was totally wrong about all that stuff earlier. He was not trying to apply the cycle at all. Yeah. Okay, I was wrong. My bad. I apologize. Um, Fall of 2023, then, is not your secondary goal. That's your. Oh, okay. I see it's what you're secondary, saying. Secondary to his first goal of getting into these schools. Great. Okay. So then he is thinking about it totally right, where he's like, I would love to apply in fall of 2023, but I know that I might not be ready. So I'm, I'm happy to take a gap year. Yep. Which he totally should be. But he also doesn't have to. He's already been prepping for the LSAT. Three more attempts between now and fall of 2023. It does seem like he could do it on that timeline if he wanted to. Yes. Although I don't love this idea of like, I'm going to study during my winter break. No, I don't love that either. Why? That, that That's a two week, three week, four week break at most, right? People make progress on the test when they do it consistently, civilly over time. Yep. <laughs> I'd rather like if I could just, you know, swing a magic wand, Anthony, in your direction uh, I don't know why you're doing the master's degree. If if you love it, then that's good. That's a reason to do it. But <laughs> I'd rather replace your master's degree with time to focus on your current GPA, which is going to matter for your grades, uh, for your for your law school applications and your LSAT score. Just like take this thing off your plate and focus on the two things that really matter. If your real goal is to become a federal judge, but maybe you have some other goals. Yeah, I. Why do you need to <laughs> people don't get worse at the LSAT, really? I mean, you've scored a 180. You've scored a few 177s. You've scored a few times in the mid 170s. You felt like you were ready to take it in August and September. It sure as hell seems like you were ready to take it based on all those practice test scores. Mm -hmm. I don't see why you're not going to be ready to take it whenever it is. You don't you don't need to full time study before your LSAT. Uh, so the decompressing is decompressing from school, which is probably what led to the, maybe some of the anxiety. He or, wants some time to focus on full time studying for the LSAT, which we never even recommend. Yeah. Um, Anthony then says, I really don't think it will take that, though. I have the logic in my head. I know I do. Between the 167 and 171 official tests, I took a practice test and got a 176. Wait, you only took one practice test in between your two official tests? I've sat down for 2.5 hours and gotten a 180 on a full-length practice test, so I know the potential is there, and I just have to live up to it. That sounds like Anthony's maybe doing four-section practice tests, uh, two and a half hours, right? Because the, mm -hmm. the new, including an experimental section, two and a half hours. All right, yeah, that makes sense. Anyway, how does my plan sound? I'm trying to use the advice I've gotten listening to your podcast and apply it to my situation. But after another disappointing score, I wanted to reach out and see if I'm still on the right track. All that can be deleted. 
I don't know if I've come to love the test, but I enjoy the games and I respect that the LSAT is doable, learnable and designed well for what it's trying to test. Thank you so much for the demon and for your podcasts. I don't know how I would have gotten even this far, despite how short of my goals I currently am. That's someone who's gotten a 180 on a practice test telling us how short they are of their goals. Yeah. I think there's a lot more of this stuff that we could probably cut point. I guess that I was trying to make with this experiment is that like half of this, more than half of this email doesn't need to be here. Yeah. It's not necessary. Um, anyway, Anthony, thank you for writing in. I hope that we answered your questions. Ben, any final advice for Anthony? Yeah. I'm, I, Anthony has the ability to do very well on this test. Some of this is just going to be variants taking the test multiple times, but I want this process for you, Anthony, to be something in which you're working on the test over time, right? You're just, you're studying for the test and you go take it. Maybe you go take it in November. Maybe you go take it in December. Um, I don't want this whole ramp up over your winter break and then you take it. Don't change what you're doing. You're doing well on the yeah. practice test. You need to mitigate the stress that's coming from the rest of your life. And I don't know the best way for you to do that, but it, it seems like you have a lot on your plate. It seems like you're um, you're taking I'm going to stop my share there. I think that's enough editing, live editing. I don't know if that even worked um, for the listeners point. Yeah, I, I think you're treating the official tests differently from how you're treating your practice tests. You're you're killing all your practice tests, but then you're giving the official test way too much respect. And and I think that's the thing that you should really be focusing on instead of focusing all this energy on what happens if I don't do or don't reach my goal by this particular date. It's like, stop being so focused. You're like you're like attached to those official test administrations when you need to be really just kind of treating them a little more casually like your practice tests. Yeah. If you just strolled in and took November, how would that go? Oh, I, it seems like this guy would kill it. He yeah. says he knows he has the logic in his brain. I to I totally believe you a thousand percent. Yeah. Like I would bet money on you if you don't do a lot of this stuff. Yeah. And this idea that you're going to focus on full-time studying in January, I would rather bet on you for November. Yeah. If you can get these other things, like if you can get the right mindset <laughs> and somehow stop letting all these plans sort of clutter your thinking. If you can't get it done, then you just shouldn't be doing LSAT while you're also doing not only undergrad, but also a master's program. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's just not the right time for you. If you, if you're having that much, you know, you're having these performance problems, maybe you're just doing too much. Anthony is someone who has really high goals, right? Cause anyone else accomplishing these two things at the same time with a 3.95 and a 4.0 would be considered killing it. Yeah. Anthony is telling us again, how short of his goals he currently is. Yeah. He's, he's having self induced performance anxiety on the exams. That's something that I have never been subject to I, i've never experienced that at all because i've never given a shit you need a little bit of that fuck it anthony you need you need to be like no i know how to do this test i'm gonna kill it i don't care when you want to test me i'm ready bring it yep a little bit of that kind of swagger instead of like can you imagine ben you know having 
having 180s on your practice record, but then still thinking that you need to study full time before you take the official test. Yeah, that's your problem, Anthony. Thanks for writing in email daily at lsatdemon.com. If you'd like to ask us a question or share some LSAT or law school admissions news. Thanks for listening. 